Hey guys, it's Brendan Ayer. Before we get started, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate it, review it, all that stuff helps. Follow us on social media, Shit Brains Show on every platform. We even got YouTube, we got a Facebook group. Uh, and if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. And if you have questions you want answered on the podcast, hit up shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. Enjoy the program. My brain is shit, man. It's shitty. Like it, it doesn't function properly. It just does whatever it wants. Life's still pretty good. This is shit, buddies. Hey guys, welcome to Shit Brains, the uh, uh, comedic mental health podcast. My name is Brendan Ayer, and I have a shit brain. Uh, I got uh, six officially diagnosed uh, mental illnesses, but when we say shit brain, we're proud of it. Okay, if you're if you're out there suffering with mental illness, I proudly proclaim your shit brain. I, I triumph over my shit brain, like the great uh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm joined, uh, as always, uh, by my co-host, who looks like he's fucking dying, uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, who's an undiagnosed shit, but I mean, diagnosed by me as a full-on shit brain, but uh, no no doctors have gotten involved, mm-hmm. right? Nope, no health insurance. Mm-hmm. Fucking riding it out, baby. Yeah, just ride the lightning. Just, just uh, <laughs> not not the right way to deal with your mental health issues. But you know, we're gonna get there through this podcast. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, and uh, before I introduce our, actually, I'll introduce our guests first, and then we're gonna delve into why you look like you're fucking being interrogated in like a eastern block country right it's now. so just, hot in here. That's the problem, Jimmy? Just yeah, the heat? Okay, it. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're joined today by a good buddy of mine, just a heavy hitter of a stand-up, and uh, uh, y- you've seen his writing uh, on the uh, marvelous Mrs. Uh, Maisel, uh, Noah Garden-Schwartz. Noah, what's going on? Not much. Happy to be here. Jimmy, I think you look great. Thanks, man. <laughs> See, look Thanks, at that man. smooth lie. Jimmy, if you're not watching the video of this, Jimmy just looks like 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 the I don't know if you've ever seen like a picture of the guys like ru- as they're saying their last words before they lethally inject them. You look like one of those guys who suck my dick. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah. I regret absolutely nothing. <laughs> those are the, that's what they all would it's like at some point you'd think they'd be like, "Hey man, no more last words because they yeah. all it's never <laughs> like I'm sorry to the right. family <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you're a bitch yeah. <laughs> do what you have to. and I loved it I loved every second of it yeah. every fucking time so okay uh, no take a lethal injection right about now you would take a lethal nice. injection so Potassium, what is, what is going to just uh, hang over or yes. uh, let's do a let's we'll do that we always do a Jimmy check yeah let's, uh, please we, we got, I, I we, feel like yeah, now yeah. one is needed more than ever we need we always do a Jimmy check. Let's get right into the Jimmy check. What's the problem here this morning? This afternoon. I love that a Jimmy check doesn't start with how are you. It starts with what's the problem. (laughs) There's there's never been a Jimmy check that's like, hey, what's going so well for you right now? Uh, No, I... uh, A victim of pussy. I uh, fucking stayed up until 7.30 a.m. And uh, I want to fucking die right now. I'm so tired. Yeah, but tired. He, let me let me just delve into this for a second because uh, Noah and myself, both men who have uh, uh, you know we're, we're settled down now, but both men who have been successful with women, uh, I don't recall it ever. Uh, Making me want a lethal injection. <laughs> I don't think pussy alone. And, yeah, and I never, I certainly never call myself a victim of pussy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a victor of yeah, pussy. Yeah, but. yeah, a beneficiary of pussy. Like, like what? Jimmy, what's the problem? He's like, ah, you know, I got laid last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, was the, did the pussy just uh, smother your face to yes. the point of death? Literally, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, that <clears> is. I gain nothing out of it. Was this a was this a one night first time hit? Second time. This is the uh, DMT check. This is the DMT. D- Jimmy yeah. uh, uh, Jimmy had a problem where his uh, dick malfunctioned. Oh, I heard about it on his set last night. Yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. been there, sure. and his solution was to take three dick pills. Which that part of it, 
excessive but three, understandable. Three is a lot. Yeah, excessive much. but understandable. But his, the second half of his solution was to smoke a shit ton of DMT, which seems entirely unrelated. Sure, but whatever works. <laughs> yeah, you know? whatever yeah. works. But that girl, yeah, kept on coming back. But I'm sorry, boy, I'm a little tired today. Well, but the, I mean, delve into that, and we don't want her name or anything. But like, so not good. Without DMT, you're out on this. Ruined. One? I, yeah, we talked about it. I peaked, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, if the first time you ever hook up, you're on DMT, you're setting yourself up for nothing but failure and disappointment afterwards. Forever. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I've seen the top of the mountain. You're going to have to get into, like, uh, ayahuasca or whatever. Like, some just (laughs) fucking Or just take a few months off of all that shit and recalibrate and be able to have normal sex again. Yeah. Nice. All right. That's smart. That's actually smart. That seems like the healthier option. As a a mental health (laughs) podcast, that's the first uh, actual decent advice anyone's given (laughs) it. Because my advice was going to be like, have you tried fucking her ass? (laughs) (laughs) Have you you tried that? (laughs) I, uh, I don't. I don't like fucking girls in the ass. Hmm. Do you, Jimmy? Do you, yeah, do you guys? no, I'm down. I'm getting right into it. No, I'm I'm not a big. No, I'm not a I, fan of anal. I, I've done I'm the it. Only and one. Every time I do it, I go. I think I'm just doing this to be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think this is the thing to do, and I don't because it's not slippery the way it, the vagina is. Eating ass. You on board? Yeah, I mean, I'll do anything. I don't care about that. <laughs> but I don't, uh, uh, yeah. But let's, uh, I, I took us down a Sorry. rail yeah. that I shouldn't have done so because I'm furious <laughs> about something. I'm fucking furious today. And I need, to, I need to get off my chest. Now, Noah, where we are, this is called Tremont. Okay. This would be uh, uh, the equivalent of, 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 of Williamsburg. Okay. Would we be in Brooklyn? Like, first, the cool people drove the locals out. Right. And now the rich people are Got driving it. the cool people out. Went and from so, local to hipster to it, young family. Yeah, yeah, Well, exactly. it's gay guy to hipster to... Right, that's yes. right. It was originally like cool gay guys and then the hipsters took them over and now, now the now the like now it's yuppies, okay. right? And so I get off 90 and I'm go go under the bridge from 90 and I've n- I've never noticed this before. There's fucking adult there's an adult swing set just under the bridge <laughs> and i'm so, it's just like fuck you like not you don't need anything whimsical under a bridge you know what i mean that money and it's like it, 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 most people are like ah whatever but it's like no you could that could have gone to schools and you were like let's put a swing set under the bridge to be fucking let me fun. ask you this how do you know it's an adult swing set? adult what size different? full adult size okay these were wide swings and it, it wasn't and i'll tell you this also i'll tell you another thing it wasn't um because we had these at my elementary school it wasn't for disabled adults it wasn't there was no protective uh gear around them it was just adult size swing under a fucking bridge i would argue that it would have been worse if it was for disabled adults <laughs> so they're just like yeah let them swing under a bridge that's where we'll put it what that's that yeah that's my point is like what good is ever going to come from a swing set under a fucking bridge you're just doing that so people go oh tremont look it out so crazy yep. swing Wings under the bridge. It's like fuck you, man. Build something people need <laughs> under a bridge. Under a bridge. Yeah. What, I mean, what did you want to see happening under that bridge? Like, uh, listen, I understand the anger of misplaced funds. Right. Right. But do you think that this adult swing set is taking the place of something else that should be no. there under a bridge? What I'm s- no, no, not at all. That's a great question. Nothing should be under a bridge because nothing <laughs> good happens right. under a bridge. So don't add like a like a an event, you know what I mean? Like already, already guys are shooting up under yeah. a bridge. Don't give them like an uh, exciting thing to draw <laughs> them. <chill> out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like, Fucking. dude, if we're gonna do heroin, we gotta hit the Tremont Bridge because <laughs> yeah. they got those new swings in. You like, go sure. cut them down, dude. I'll cut them. I'll Let's fucking cut, cut those down. down. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't have any. Uh, but you need like Wire bolt cut, cutters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're 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 uh, chains. Yeah, they're chains. <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> So, uh, one thing we like to check in on on this show, uh, it's very, as you can tell already, we've covered ass fucking and swings. It's very loosely <laughs> well, that's, mentally. mentally that, that's what we call the one two punch on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I've never done a podcast that didn't start with anal sex and then go into like heroin swings. swings. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, uh, we are, I am fascinated. Um, I don't, are you familiar with the app Next Door? Is Esther in, or yes. is your wife into it or anything? Or no. So I signed up for it when we first moved uh, to our 
like we moved from Brooklyn to LA recently, but when we first moved into our Brooklyn apartment, I signed up for it on Esther's urging and instantly regretted it because yeah. I get like seven emails a day of what the fuck right. is happening in the neighborhood, right. and I've tried to unsubscribe, and it still just doesn't stop. No, you're locked in. Forever? And, yeah, and uh, so I'm endlessly fascinated because my sister was real into it, and then Amy got into it, and I'm like, I'm fascinated. Because of how ridiculous the stories That's from around the neighborhood they They were into it to like keep track of the neighborhood. Yeah, I'm into they it. They sincerely cared, and yeah. you're just like, look at this bullshit. I'm into it for like the stuff. Like the other day, some guy was like, some lady was like posting, uh, just uh, like, I need to find a, a way to g- stop these elementary school kids from cutting through my yard. And this guy was just like, <laughs> get a you, gun. No, th- yeah. He, this guy was like, <laughs> you, you need to get a Belgian memoir attack. Dog, and it'll only happen one more time. Like, dude, they don't need to kill yeah. the kids. And so this week, uh, a, a lady goes, a lady posts that she lost her cockatiel, uh-huh. and the first response was this just really genuine response of this guy going, "I keep my eye out, but if I see him." I don't know if I'll be able to get him because he can fly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fully true. Fair, like, lady, fair. your bird's gone. It's a bird. Like, yeah. there's no getting it. But so I like to. I love kinda, how that guy just gave up on himself. <laughs> well, yeah. But he also was like giving the information everyone needed to know. You're not catching a fucking bird. Like, no, I can't catch. If I may. Yeah. I think that was entirely based on your interpretation. Like the reading that you gave mm-hmm. was very sincere and like a sweet guy. Yeah. I would have read that as sarcastic. Like, yeah, I'll keep my eye out, lady, but uh, it can fly. It's a bird. <laughs> yeah. So I would have been like, this guy's a dick. Whereas you're like, this is the sweetest man ever. Yeah. Either way. And you might be right. You might be right. Uh Either way, he's giving information she sure. needed to hear. Sure. Like, either way, yeah. hey, you can't get your bird back. Like, I don't know how well it's trained, but usually they... Now, so... I was fascinated by the observational fact. So I was like, Jimmy, you got to get next door. So now we're covering double areas, right? What I failed to take into account was you can't tell Jimmy – to just observe something. He's, so he he's, became an active participant in right, Nextdoor. Immediately. Jimmy, can you please read your first post on <laughs> Nextdoor? Yes. <clears throat> Jimmy Graham, Gordon Square. Uh, Scientologist, new to the area. <laughs> hey, neighbors, I'm new to the area. I've been living there for 12 years. <clears throat> new to the area, and I'm... Uh, uh, looking to make some new friends was wondering if there are any like-minded thetans in the Gordon square neighborhood that wanted to link up, maybe do a quick audit or something. <laughs> or if anybody is say lost in life or on drugs and needs a new outlook, please let me know. Psychiatrists need not apply. Amazing. <clears throat> yes. But I, what but, a great post. Well, do you think, because I immediately, I am, deathly afraid of Scientology. I think if there's any... I I think I'm saying great post in accomplishing exactly what shit for brains Jimmy Graham was trying to do (laughs) by joining next door and ruining the neighborhood he's been in for 12 years. Because my immediate thought was like, if there's any organization in the country that like... Like, if you did that for the KKK, I'd be like, those fuckers don't, like, they yeah, don't have a There's range. 11 of but them. But the Scientologists, yeah. I'm like, if anyone were to monitor <laughs> the global Nextdoor network yeah. and, like, come after us, it's those crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, you might have bitten off more than you can chew, and then I wouldn't be surprised if, like, some people came and knocked on your door for an audit soon. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's, I'm good with that. But yeah, so how was the response? Well, uh, Lucretia Muhammad replied, greetings. Can you tell me if you know of an org here? <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're already bringing people into the fold. Oh, yeah. And then it started getting kind of hot. Zach was like, it's a scam and a cult. Beware. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then this guy, if you enjoy giving away your money, time, freedom, and self-worth, then maybe this is for you. <laughs> I love it if someone's like, yeah. I, it, then it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the one. Lucretia is like, why do you think I'm interested? Yeah. 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 The ones You're I, in LA now. You better be careful, dude. I see him all the time. Yeah. The one Scientologist I ever was friends with, <clears throat> this dude, Oliver, in my college, they he had one, half of one semester to graduate. Half of one fucking semester of college. And they convinced him. He joined the Sea Org, which is like the priesthood. <laughs> they convinced him, like, no, that's unnecessary. He spent all that money, all me. that time, and they were like, no, dude. It was one month left. And they were like, no, like, you come now. And he went. But Oliver, 
Everyone get, and I was so mad about this in college. Everyone and like my college was super liberal. Like they, they. That, have you ever seen that movie PCU? Yeah, mm-hmm. PC, great movie. PCU is based. It's supposedly based on a combination of Oberlin and Wesleyan, where I went. And okay. in, at the beginning of the movie, the f- opening shot is Wesleyan's campus, where okay. I went. And so it was like real, real progressive for how long ago it was. And so. There was this naked party, right? And this dude Oliver gets a boner, nice. and then, and then, as one does at a naked party, exactly. And then there was this huge like m- women's movement that were, <laughs> was like demonizing. I was like, "What like, the fuck, man?" He was that's at that's how you become a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that but I was like, "You're mad at a guy for his dick getting hard at a nude party? Like that's ridiculous." Was he? using his boner for anything inappropriate like once he got hard was he walking around flaunting it or was he kind of i mean in the corner in shame here's the thing i would have probably tried to hide my boner a little better than oliver sure. did but he wasn't like rubbing it on people you know what i mean like well, you know just, if oliver was packing heat maybe he was proud he and, was that's the thing and he was a little guy too yeah, nice so it's like I, yeah so i was like this is good for him i thought when i saw it i was like Great! This oh, is oh look at little Oliver's he, got a nice piece. Well, and, and I was like, this is the publicity a little guy like that needs, you know? Like, yeah. get it out there to the camp. I didn't think it was going to be like heat coming down on him, uh, <laughs> but uh, and that and then he ran away, joined the fucking Sea Org. Nice, literally, like that's a direct catalyst. That no party no, happened. And no, then- no, like apparently he had grown up with like cousins in Scientology. That party happened. Like, so the bonus story completely year. irrelevant. The bonus that's story, just a fun Oliver. Just, that's yep. just, that was just like, Oh, if I'm going to think of Oliver, I, I only remember two things about sure. Oliver, and that's that he joined the Sea Org, and people got mad because he got a boner when seeing naked women, which to that's me That's a is, fucking nightmare. I'll tell you what, Oliver's batting a thousand in terms of being interesting. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, the, the, the two yeah. things you do have to say about Oliver, <laughs> yeah. I'm all in on Oliver's <laughs> stories. God damn. Imagine everybody just getting pissed at you for your boner. Well, and I, yeah, that was the thing. It was like, man. Isn't that... Catholicism? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Or as, as my Angela, religion. Angela L says, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ really? compels Did you. Did she put that into the, the Scientology post? Yes. I love that <laughs> she thinks like that works. A, that that works. <laughs> B, that that works via the internet. Sure. <laughs> the, the power of Christ compels you. It, not only does that not work in person, it's definitely diluted. Let me ask you, do you put a picture up on next door? Like I do. So like, we'll, people is your photo attached to the scientology post not yet it will be yeah eventually yeah i just gotta i gotta uh take one you're working towards that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and are you gonna look like a scientologist in your photo yep probably more mormon how do scientologists dress i feel like they dress like mormon yeah yeah like they dress very plain yeah Yeah. maybe do a you could go with like a tom cruise picture as Mm -hmm. like a as like a tribute my guy will smith i'm gonna try to get pussy off of next door that's listen i feel like you're making it harder than it has to be there's so many apps specifically designed for getting pussy Mm-mm. i don't know that you need to go through next door me and lucretia it. dude yeah. also, 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 looking up. i feel i feel a little bit obligated to point out you got pussy app free last night and, yeah. and you want to be lethally injected <laughs> so i don't know that it's necessarily yeah it's not a, it's a temporary fix i will say i told you to scale it back but you're going from dmt to next door which actually is pushing it <laughs> yeah further, it is so. pushing the boundaries um so <clears throat> this is uh i guess a thing that I wanted to talk to you about so specifically, Noah. That's if it, we could take a moment to get serious. It, it, I, I get my, yeah, I, sure. when I when I get serious, I get that. Sure. I, I take. Yeah. My, I, I go to my NPR voice. Uh, okay. uh, something that has always been interesting to me about you, and uh, I find admirable. Um, like we're we're all three of us in show business. Uh, in order of success, it goes Noah, me, Jimmy, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then Jeremy. Yeah, and then Jeremy. Right. Uh, so God forbid I put you at the bottom, Jimmy. Uh, and uh, you know, there's ups and downs, right? There's yeah. always going to be ups and downs. There's rejections. There's gigs you get. And one thing that I have always noticed since you since we met in New York, 
you have a calmness about you that seems to never really waver. Like I never, I don't I never see you gloating. I never see you seeming particularly down. And my question is, is that something that you've practiced and is real inside, or do you just not like to kind of show the world? Do you do you like to p- play sure. it close to yourself? Uh, no, I, I would like to actually think that. I am authentic. I, I appreciate you saying so. And the truth is my natural demeanor is just a kind of calm, laid back guy. Yeah. So in general, I don't let the highs get me too high and the lows get me too low. But I think more than my natural temperament, it's also the result of perspective. And like I lived a fairly full life full of experiences before I got to comedy, right. all of which came with extreme highs and lows so that by the time I became a comedian, it didn't seem as important as it might to um, a lot of comedians who that is their whole life and their whole identity. Like I lost my mom before I started doing comedy. I had lost friends to suicide early on. I was an athlete, which comes with the highs and lows. I was a day trader for a hedge fund and day trading is like an emotional roller coaster every single day. So like I've just had so many life instances that taught me to remain calm and kind of temper my emotions throughout. So it's like, I'm a human being. I experience joy. I experience sorrow, but I never lean into either of them too heavily because I know that there is a balance of both. That's interesting because I have I have a I have a similar somewhat similar comedic background. Like, and I, I often think about I often think like, God damn, I wish I started when I was 18. And then when I step back, I'm like, No, I don't because I, I see those guys at open mics and oftentimes. They don't have much to talk about, right. and it's like you know, I was I, I lived a life of being an addict. I you know I lost three of my best friends in a car accident. I was a, a, a you know a, I had a, a a great sales job. I, I lost it because I was a drunk. I worked at Starbucks. Then I be was a, 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 a um, industrial research analyst, and then I became a comedian. You know, like yeah. So I lived all this stuff, and then I like so I felt like once I became a comic, I had perspective i had things to talk about but i still never i didn't and you know outwardly i probably don't appear to be like and now these days i'm a lot more kind of where you're at in terms of in terms of like having the perspective but god man things would get me rejection would just kill me kill me and like even with all that life perspective even with like having had these horrible blows that i knew were way more important than comedy and so i wonder if that's just a temperament thing or like was that part of your upbringing that you just yeah i mean i i I honestly don't know there's one definitive thing i can point to um like one of my uh, in my upbringing one thing that like my mom's catchphrase if you will like literally the theme of her speech at my bar mitzvah was life's not fair so i like didn't grow up in a household that was just like dream it you can do it and the world is your oyster you know like i was yeah like i I was surrounded by a balance of positivity and negativity like i was supported but also didn't live a sheltered life of unconditional happiness um but but i really think it's also a matter of just like kind of having a look in the mirror and a talk with myself of like, okay, I could dwell on this. I could be upset because we've all been rejected. Right. I've, I've been very grateful and blessed for the success I've had, but I've had tons of no's and rejections that people don't know about. Right. And and it's just like, once you've been rejected, what good does dwelling on that do? Unless, unless I got rejected for something because of a mistake I made. Like if I had a showcase and I simply wasn't prepared. If I like went and got fucked up before the night before, and like my brain was mush, and then I forgot a joke because I wasn't. But like in comedy, all you can do is tell your jokes and hope that people like right. it. And if that's not enough on that particular night, or if they're looking for something else, there's literally no good in beating yourself up over a no that you had no control over. That that was like s- such a great lesson for me when I finally came to grips with like. Oh, if they're not looking for me, that's okay. That right. doesn't mean I did like, you know, I, I remember being on a big showcase and doing really well and the people putting on the showcase were interested in two other people who I felt did worse. Sure. And like I remember at the time having this uh, just terrible sense of like unfairness. And then like over time it occurred to me like, no, 
I chose to get into showbiz. Exactly. You know, yes. I made this choice. And if I'm going to try and – if, if, if I'm going to do that, you can't delude yourself and think it's a joke-based meritocracy. They don't give a right. fuck about and, stand-up. And that's, that's the other thing which you just hit on, which is so important to remember, yeah. is like no one owes you anything in stand-up or no one's going to feel bad for you because you are completely putting this on yourself. Right. Like, yep. you want to do stand-up, that's great. More power to you, and I hope you succeed. Yeah. But guess what? If you don't, this is something you completely are doing of your own volition. Yeah, I I, t- I talked to this guy, and I was good enough friends with him that I could be this blunt with him, but he was mad. Um, he was mad that he got passed over for something that um, it was an on-camera thing, yeah, and it went to a beautiful woman. And I said to him, I go, dude, if you choose to get into show business and you as a schlubby white guy are m- mad or confused that you got passed over for a hot woman, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, truthfully. It, it's show business. Like, it's and also, that should have been valid. Like, I could see him getting upset if they went with another schlubby right, white exactly. guy. Right, exactly. If they went with a hot woman, clearly you were not what they needed right, on the program. Right. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of that, you know. Yeah, that's why I it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a freeing feeling when you realize, like, A, you're really competing with no one right. you know like but if you're competing with anyone it's guys that do exactly what you do it's and, like and also not not to be like too kumbaya everything happens for a reason but i'm being honest when i tell you some of my biggest disappointments or things i was upset about at the time for things that i didn't get that i thought i should have gotten yeah years later I either got them later and realized how much more suited and ready I was for the opportunity having gotten passed over at first. And then like by the time it actually happened, I was ready to deliver or I ended up being grateful that it didn't happen because I see like what that trajectory would have sent me on. If I did that one thing, I would have done that instead of what I'm doing now. And it's like, you know, like it, it is the butterfly effect to some degree. Like right now I'm writing for Mrs. Maisel's show that I'm really happy to be a part of. And there are so many things that I wanted along the way that if I got any one of those things, I would not would be, be writing for the show that I'm on. So you just have to take it in stride. And like, again, if you truly are working hard at your craft, if you're proud of the product that you're putting out there, there's really not much else you can do. And you just kind of have to trust that things will fall as they should. Yeah. I remember seeing your uh, half hour if you remember, down in New Orleans. You fucking murdered. I bet he remembers it. No, no, no. Wait, I was super impressed with uh, with what you did there. I think it was you, because they had you up third. Yeah. And then during those tapings, they're like, don't fucking move. But they're like pumping booze into you. Yeah. So everybody's just like, by the end of it, they have to, fu- everybody's like pissing their pants. And then you were like, fuck that. Like, send the host back up, do an intermission. And then, dude, you murdered. They, I appreciate that. And I do have to give a lot of credit and a shout out to Anthony DeVito who yeah. was the warm up guy because I was they had an odd number of people that year and weird. I was literally the only show where there were three comics and I was going third of the three which to some degree I took as a compliment because it's like a vote of confidence but at the same time it was like I'm going to get an exhausted crowd who's been stuck and you know how show tapings go right and and I did ask Anthony. I was like, "Can you just go do five more minutes so people can take a piss?" And, brilliant. And Anthony, to his credit, went out and he did a great job keeping them engaged and then really got them back ready for another half hour. Or so, thank you. But I do have to give a lot of credit to Anthony for kind of taking that bullet. Well, it also like I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy, because it I think it goes very much towards what you were saying. Because say say you got a half hour. Three years earlier, right? Yep. You may not have had the confidence or or the 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 Being knowledge as a comedian to be like, no, I need the host to go do that. Yeah. Like when I did um, Adam Devine's house party, you know how they 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 intertwine sketches right. with that. Yeah, um, my. Part of my, my sketch when I did the show was I was taking a bunch of shrooms, right? And yeah. I was wigging out when I first came on stage. And the I was supposed to be seeing pigs in the audience, right? Pe- pe- yeah, humans sure. turning into pigs. And so they go, okay. when They're you like, do, this will set them up for and success. And they go, when you do your set, yeah. come out and just look all crazy. And, <laughs> and like, the stand-up audience is, they're not part of the show. They're right. just an they audience. No so they go, clue. look all crazy and just like wig out and then go into your set. And I was Fuck like, that. and I was like, 
actually, how about this? I'm going to do a set. And then I'm gonna walk off stage, and then I'll come out and we'll do that. And, yeah, like, and they were like, "Okay, that works too." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "But I think, like, honestly, like two years before, I would have been afraid yeah, of you the director, been, or just so happy to have any opportunity." Yeah. Like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to actually yeah. eat shrooms and before the set? Right, uh-huh. and it would be, it would have been a nightmare because, like, any lit- comedy is so fragile yeah. that any like weird, bizarre thing that yes. the audience doesn't understand can fuck up the whole thing, and yes. that would have been uh, ridiculous. But uh, and it's the same, like, and on the other, the flip side of that coin is like, I, I've all, often felt, and I don't, it doesn't bother me because I'm very happy with where I'm at, but I have often felt I did um, the Montreal Comedy Festival too early yeah. because I felt like my jokes were there, like, um, you you know, but my mind wasn't there. Like if I, if I, if I had it a couple years later, I, I think I would have been like, more prepared to fuck around and like kind of go wild on that set, which you kind of have to, like if you're going to stand out there, like I kind of just went up there, delivered my well-crafted jokes, did well. And nobody fucking wanted to talk to me. Cause it was like, we want to talk to the guy who was fucking singing or Hassan Minaj, who was pacing the stage and owning the goddamn room, you know, like, like, and I, I wasn't at that point yet. And, uh, but like you said, it kind of all, falls into place eventually. It's intermission time. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Sorry to interrupt. I just have to tell you, if you like the show, we do a bonus episode every week, plus tons of other content. Go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. All right, back to the action. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. Um, now we, uh, we like to do this thing. Uh, we like to talk about, uh, historical cases of, uh, mental illness or, or interesting things of the brain. I'm just, I'm fascinated by the brain because, because my brain, you know, however many years it was, 11, 12 years into sobriety, my brain literally turned on me and, you know, like. Was my own worst enemy, and I was out of comedy for a year, and was in the mental. Oh, by the way, I uh, I remembered a mental hospital story yesterday that I've never told you, Jimmy. <laughs> I uh, so I've been I've been in psych wards, and they suck. But uh, <laughs> uh, when I eventually kind of got better, it was in this mental hospital that my, luckily my insurance covered. It was like a private mental hospital in Houston, and uh, there was all these lizards on the ground. There was these little lizards running around. Real lizards. Real lizards. Okay. Like on the, <laughs> I just I, make yeah, yeah. They, they were real lizards. And there, and the outside of my room, I was on the first floor. It had a ledge, and it was sunny, so like a lizard would hang out there. And one day, I was sitting in my chair in my room, and I was talking to it. But like, like I knew it was a lizard. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like it was like you know how you'd talk to a dog or whatever. And I was yeah. just feeling shitty about yeah. my life. Shawshank. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this nurse walks by, and I see her like give this crazy look into my room, and then keep going down the hallway. And I go, I know. I know it's a lizard. Yeah. I know. And so then she just keeps fucking walking. So then I get called into my psychiatrist the next day and I go, hey, man, I knew that was a lizard I was talking to and he wasn't going to talk back. And the psychiatrist goes, uh, the fuck are you I just talking? called you in because we have to change your medication, but sit down and let's talk about this lizard. And I was like, oh, you were fuck. just looking for some kind of connection with any life. Yeah. And ended up like getting two more weeks added yeah, on to yeah, your Yeah, they were like double medicine, time for bed. Uh, but uh, so so, but I'm just I'm fascinated by the brain and like how it can, you know, it's it's it, the brain and the heart are the most important organs you have, but it can the work. Dick. It, the dick and, and the I, if we could rewind and just hit pause, I would have bet you one hundred dollars. He was about to say <laughs> in the dick. I knew it was coming before you said it. I love it. I love that they gave Jimmy a choice, and he's just like, "Take my brain, just leave my out. cock." Yeah. <laughs> that was ruled. Um, but so I, I find it just like endlessly fascinating the amount of things that can go wrong, can go right, and the way it can work, and the, all the different. 
things that happen to me and happen to other people. And so there's this guy uh, in in 1848. His name uh, was Phineas Gage was his name. And uh, strong name, <laughs> strong, strong name. name. That's a sick fucking. You don't name. get names like that yeah, anymore. Porn Phineas, name. Phineas Gage is <laughs> yeah. real good. Yeah. Yeah. Phineas Gage should be like in a Dickens novel. You yeah. know, just like or or like you said, or in a porn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was uh, he was on a blasting crew for uh, the railroads. <laughs> okay, not, we're, not, not, we're going porn. He was on a blasting. <laughs> Jimmy literally can't get yeah. tamed. He's like, yeah. he's like, you said Phineas Gage blasting. <laughs> yeah. blasting. He was on a blasting crew for Vivid Video. Uh, uh, no, for a rail, for a railroad company. And, uh, you know, so they, you, you, when you have – trains can only go up a certain uh, a certain grade, right? So you have to blast through mountains sometimes. And the way you do that is uh, they drill a hole, they put uh, TNT down it, and then they tamp with a metal – basically like a long, thick metal rod. <laughs> this, I know. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh, they tamp down <laughs> sand into there because otherwise if you don't tamp down the sand, the – explosion would just be directed out the top of the hole and you okay. want to be blowing up the rock so this dude Phineas Gage is is the head of this crew he's tamping it down uh, the the tamping rod hits the rock creates a spark it blows up the tamping rod literally goes through his mouth <laughs> up straight through his fucking brain Jesus. through the left front temporal lobe I think it's called just directly through and out the top of his head and just not even really injured. He when the doctor came, he was sitting on the porch. Yeah, that. So there's a what picture. The there's fuck? a picture. When the doctor Hell came, yeah. when the doctor came, he was sitting on the porch, going, "I don't think it's that bad." And the doctor, <laughs> the they do- don't make men like that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fucking now, Phineas Gage. Uh, this. Jesus. So so this is what's crazy, right? So look at. I mean, so, so for those of you not watching the video, it's insane. It's like if you look at what happened to him, there's honestly. Zero chance you would say he survived. And he survived, <laughs> like, he survived easily. Like, it wasn't even much of a problem. Just went right back yeah, to work the yeah, next day. Well, no, here's what's crazy. This is what's crazy about your brain. Is So Phineas Gage was, like, this kind of, like, Christian, like, really hardworking, like, good at his job. This shit happened to him. Scientology? And, and no, no. So he got a rod blown through his brain. No physical ramifications other than his eye, as you can see in the picture, was kind of fucked up. But he just became apparently just a complete fucking asshole. That's all that <laughs> happened. He just became like. Well, he, you know, a rod through the eyeball and brain <laughs> tends to change the way you interact with people. <laughs> but it, it wasn't anger, like over the injury. It was literally whatever was in his the brain. Lobe got it, Hit, whatever it hit was like the like part that says like, "Hey man, don't call your boss a motherfucker." And he was like, he had no filter. Everyone hated him. He wouldn't work. Like it was crazy. And it's like your brain is so weird that like. And they were like, "You can't have a job anymore, man." He joined the circus. He joined the circus. This guy fucking rules. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy sh- is changing his name. Yeah, tomorrow. my name is Gage. What's up, Jimmy Gage? Jimmy is Gage. Jimmy is Gage. Jimmy's gonna be at home just experimenting with like yeah. blasting poles yeah, through his head. <laughs> like maybe I'll turn nice. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. it's crazy. And Just keep, he had to join the circus. Yeah, because he was. They were like, "Hey, man, we'd love to give you your job back." But, like they tried. Well, the he also has tried. the best excuse ever. Because like, if you didn't know him and he was an asshole, and like, "Geez, what the fuck is that guy's problem?" Yeah. Like, well, he actually did get a <laughs> yeah. rod blasted through yeah. his brain. So yeah. an excuse. I hope he just like carried around that drawing yeah. of a skull with a pipe. When so he's been like. So when he's like, fuck you, lady, and she's like, what? And he's like, oh, look, just points at the picture yeah, like, no, man, this happened to me. Uh, yeah, so it'd be no tip for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. But it's funny, like, you read about them. They tried so hard because obviously, like, there weren't, you didn't have much protection. What did he do in the circus after that, though? Was Nothing. He, just, they were just like, bring be an asshole. So that was <laughs> back. Just like, point to your eye. Yeah, that was back in the very early days of, like, I don't know if you know about, like, so do you know how? P.T. Barnum made his uh, first money. 
I do not. <laughs> he, he just found an African-American woman who looked extremely old and just toured the East Coast <laughs> saying, come see the 140-year-old woman. Wow. And she was just 90. And it was yeah. like, that was his whole bit. So it was like, before TV, like, guys just wanted yeah. to see a guy that had been blasted through the okay. head, you know? Got and it. then he made money the second season of the run because – all the newspapers were like, that lady's fake. It's an animatronic lady, which animatronics didn't exist. Sure. So he, being P.T. Barnum, w- like wrote in surreptitiously to the newspaper, she is animatronic. <laughs> and so he made another run through where they were like, come see the fake really old lady. <laughs> but yeah, so it was back like, like they would do weird shit where like, the, the early days of the circus, one of the acts would just be like a Chinese guy. But it was like, when you, honestly, but when you think about it, it is like, that sounds horrific and terrible. But when you think about it, it's like, yeah, if you lived in fucking Nebraska in 1820 and there's no television and there's no, you, you've never seen yeah. an Asian person, you know, like. 21, probably. In some part. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. say 1820. It's fucking like 200 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could so. tour, we could tour it up right now. Uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, that's about all I had for the day. That was awesome. What do you think, Jimmy? What do you got? I got nothing. Uh, I, I got about... He, he didn't come in with a full plate. I'm sorry. sorry. Like, yeah, 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 I was late yesterday. At least I was on time. Well, you were on time. Yeah, you were on time. You're doing great, Small Jimmy. victories. Uh, and this is the thing, Noah. This is uh, uh, the kind of the subtext of this, uh, of this uh, podcast um, is because I have a lot of faith in Jimmy as a comic, as a human being. And so this, as you should, he, he tries to pretend like he's a piece of shit. He's a good boy and that's a good the comic. Thing. He is right. He's hey, a good boy, you. a good comic. So this podcast, good man. We're we, like, he's a good boy. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? <laughs> I pretend it's about mental health, right? I be t- pretend it's about, you know, giving guests a, 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 a platform, but it's really, we're over the course of four years. I'm going to save Jimmy and create. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You are gonna become this monster of self confidence. Yeah. You're gonna become a man that believes in himself, whose dick works. My dick finally works. <laughs> yeah. You don't need DMT. Mm-mm. None of that. You're. We're, Fuck it. You might even stop wearing a nose ring. I don't know. Thirty one that <laughs> yeah. I just put in <laughs> yeah. manically. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I think the, the Phineas Gage story yeah. is gonna be an important turning point in the life of Jimmy <laughs> Graham. Dude, that guy's fucking awesome. Or that's gonna it's either gonna be a turning point or how Jimmy dies. Sure. <laughs> like Jimmy was experimenting in the backyard with with, with fucking bottle rockets with <laughs> nails attached to them. Uh, I, hell yeah. Uh I that uh, Jeremy, where are we at time wise? Forty minutes. We don't have shit left to talk about. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, well, I can tell you something interesting. Yes, yeah, please, more, please. Well, I I don't know how interesting it's gonna be, but last night, you know, road comics. A lot of people imagine that we go out partying and and living a crazy life. And right. the truth is, now when I'm on the road, I just go back to my hotel room and watch TV. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> last night, I was watching A and E has these biographies now on all these old professional wrestlers, and I watched oh. the biography of Mick Foley last night. Oh. And I'm not a big wrestling guy. But uh, but it was interesting, and you know he was great. Like the reason I just thought of this because you were talking about Jimmy experimenting with like nails and attached. And Mick Foley, I guess, was one of the first ones to really push like landing on thumbtacks and bed and nails. It was just like a complete masochist. Yeah, but off outside of the ring was like the sweetest guy, just like a complete family guy, father, (laughs) husband. And so like talking about the psychology of the brain, there was this guy who like in a twisted way, really loved pain and punishment and violence, but then was just a soft teddy bear as soon as he stepped out of the ring. Yeah, and I I find that in some ways, and I won't name current names of guys I know, but I find that in some ways to be true of super ultra clean comics sometimes i'm like they're big dicks you're oh, they you're love the, the assholes yeah, yeah you're the, you the guys cuss. are the assholes yeah esther my wife is a comedian as well and she has like she's joked in passing with me about like it's always the comedians who you think will be dickheads because of their acts are like the nicest guys right. ever off stage and then it's the really nice guys on stage that are nightmares yeah because they're they're like they're they're hiding something like i mean the guy who was that there was um jeremy can you look up what was the guy who was a comic 
who uh, turned out to be a serial rapist that was uh, not Bill Cosby. <laughs> not, I mean, I was about to yeah, say. Uh, no, the, there was a guy, there was a college comedian who was like squeaky clean, and he was raping someone on every fucking campus he went to. Just like complete. Like recently, pe- uh, I think this was like the '90s. Just a complete piece of shit, <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, dude. Say fuck in your act. Save a woman's life. You know, like yeah. what are you doing? Uh, Mick Foley, <laughs> by the way, everywhere I've ever worked, Vince Champ. Yeah, Vince huh. Champ, and apparently he was like I squeaky never... clean. Everyone loved him, and he was a, a, a serious. Yeah, his he, his DNA and tour schedule were matched up with the rapes on college campuses. Jesus yeah, God. which is crazy. That's horrifying. Um, which so not only is Cosby a rapist. He's a joke thief. Uh, Fucking thief, that's dude. A, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, but everywhere I've ever worked that has worked, Mick Foley has said he... Oh, yeah, because he's doing comedy. Because he, right? does, he yeah. does comedy. And everywhere I've ever worked said has told me the managers have been like, he's amazing. Because, like, you get some of these guys that aren't comics. Like Steve-O. Well, Steve-O also, people like Steve-O's act. Yeah. Because, because Steve-O, both Steve-O and Mick Foley do what the people want to see them do. They sure. don't go up and think they're stand-ups. Like the, Mick Foley apparently sits down and tells stories two and wrestling. a half hours of engrossing wrestling stories. Right. And the people who... Slicing his arm yeah, up. Yeah. Which is what Mick Foley fans want exactly, to hear about. Exactly what they want to hear about. And, uh, and then... Mick Foley's like, so I heard dating is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Steve-O just like squirts lemon in his eye, does a few backflips, <laughs> staples some shit to himself, and then sells $80,000 yeah. worth of merch. And it's like, yeah, that's what Steve-O fans want to see. You know, sure. like, so uh, I did have a... I did have a fucking uh, bad interaction with uh, who's the uh, guy that sells barbecue sauce? That's like a that's like a um, wrestling hmm. commentator. Do you know Jeremy? And he was at Hilarities. I don't know. Uh, Jay. He wears like a hat. None of us are wrestling guys. No he wears idea. a hat. He's like the Jim. Can you look that up for me, Jeremy? Jeremy? Give me barbecue sauce. Yeah, what, whoever he is, uh, I was headlining hilarities, uh, and uh, fucking the show was about to start, and I needed to know something from Sam, the general manager. Sam's talking to this guy who had done an afternoon like wrestling yeah. show, and I was super polite. I was like, hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Sam, can I just ask you a question real quick? I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do with the timing of when we were starting. Yeah. Or no, it, it, he had said he might need me to go short. And uh, yes, uh, yes, it's, uh, what's his name? Oh, this guy was... Prom- Jim Ross. Yeah, Jim Ross. This guy was prominently mm. featured in the Mick was Foley he? documentary. Yes. I was staring at this guy all last night. Yeah, all right. it was Jim Ross. And so I had to ask Sam something. I interrupt totally politely, like like you would, but it was a, kind of an urgent yeah. ask. And he just goes, he just goes, we're talking here, Junior. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly how an old wrestling guy who now sells barbecue sauce should behave. Yeah. That's like very, yeah. very on brand. He called me Junior. I'm like, dude, you're trying to fucking hawk your barbecue sauce. I'm doing yeah, my so work. How, like, how did you react? What? I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I got to talk to Sam. Like, I, I yeah. didn't blow up. You know, it's like he's he looks old now. And it's like, I don't really blow up yeah. anyway. But I was also like, no, I am going to ask Sam what yeah. I need to ask him. Stood but up for yourself. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think. There was a time when I was drinking when I was yeah. like, what did you just say? Why I'm, did I'm Brendan gonna... Air fist fight Jim Ross? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to headline your set covered in barbecue yeah. sauce. Like yeah. yeah, sorry it took me a minute to bring that up, but I really didn't believe that was the right person because of how they looked. You thought there was another barbecue-selling <laughs> wrestling manager? Honestly, let's be honest. The there's two is. of everything. <laughs> yes. We all think we're these unique snowflakes. I guarantee you there's more than two people selling barbecue sauce and doing comedy. Do you... Do you let me ask you this: Do you sell merch? I do not sell merch. Do, and and what is what is your what is your feeling about it? So I'll never hate on any comedian doing what they can to make an extra right. buck. So I don't I don't like shit on guys who right. sell merch. Um, you know, I've had to follow a lot of features who devote the last five minutes of their act to setting up a joke that will then sell T-shirts, right. which artistically I think is kind of cheap. I think the jokes are usually corny, but again, by all means, make your money. You're not right. making a lot as a feature 
go for it. Right. You know, I'm never bothered by people who sell merch. I don't do it one because I'm lazy. Like right. other than the work into my act, I don't like I'm not good on social media. I don't have merch. I don't really care about or put time into anything other than writing jokes and working on my act. Yeah. So that's just kind of my thought behind it. And then also I don't want to travel with a whole extra suitcase full of t-shirts that may or may not get sold. You know, I just like the posters are the move. Well, I cheap. They're like, they cost like 11 cents a piece. I switched over. And the reason I switched over is just cause this dude, uh, this dude was featuring for me one time and he was selling fucking panties. He was selling t-shirts and panties and thongs. And, I was just sitting there watching him, and I was like, "He ended up making more." And I was like, "Dude, that guy just made four times what I made on the yeah. weekend. I'm leaving money on the tape. Like, I yeah. can't. I was like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. But I can't wait for the day when I can just be like, I'm not because it feels, it feels, and I got no problem with it. And I think, I think the dirtiest fucking thing, the guys I have the most disdain for in comedy are headliners that tell features they can't sell. Right. Yep. That's yeah, a, that's shitty. There's only mm-hmm. a few of those guys, but they're pieces of shit. Because it's like, come on, man. People are... You're yeah. taking food out of someone's mouth. For sure. You know, like... But... Uh, also, clubs should fucking pay better. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, is, that's the real, is, like, that's the real nugget there. It is kind of funny, though. Well, not funny. It's actually kind of sad. But, like, when the feature and the headliner both have merch and you almost... Like they both have their shit set up at the table, and you're watching people walk out and like have to choose between who they want. Right. And you're like watching one of the comedians get sad as the other one sells a shirt or right. a CD or something right. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a weird thing because I hate it. I I really yeah. hate it, and I do it because I'm like, you know, the level where I'm at. I kind of, I mean, I don't have to. I'd be fine if I didn't. But it's like. You know, I I have a kid. I want to be paid more. And so it feels so dumb when you're like, you're doing this thing that is, you know, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and claim comedy's fucking, you know, high art, but it is my art form. You know, it is my, what I put my heart into and work on. And then like a minute later, you're standing behind a table. Like, let me see if I have changed for a 20 for this fucking koozie you're about to buy for me. I also might have been more willing to do merch if I had like a catchphrase or a joke that lended itself to a right. t-shirt, but I don't right. even know what my merch would be. I went with I went with koozies because they're cheap and easy to travel sure. with, and it's you know what it is, and because you got a beer drinking audience. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of those clubs I do, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, which is weird because I'm sober, you know, yeah. and, like it's so funny also that um, this happens more than you would think, and. Uh, the, a lot of the clubs I work will send shots up to comedians if, yeah. if people in the audience buy them. And I literally have a chunk in my act about, about, about being about sobriety. People still send shots up. The club knows ahead of time. They always send water. I mean, I usually have tried to tell them not to do it at all. But right. they like some of these clubs are not turning down a shot of right. Patron, yeah. a twelve dollars right. shot of Patron. Yeah. So they send water up there, and inevitably. No one is ever concerned. No yeah. one is ever so like. You take the shot. I take the shot of the, and it's water, and never do once. You do a little fake, like. Yeah, ah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, one guy, one time in Wichita, they like had sent up five, and I was like, "Do I got to pretend to be dr- <laughs> like? What the fuck are we running here? Now I got to yeah. pretend to be drunk." But it's crazy because it's like no one's ever after the show been like, "Hey, man, are you all right? Like, right. You, you just relapsed in front of an audience. Like, no one <laughs> gives a, give a fuck. Yeah, like, that was awesome, man. That was <laughs> yeah. fucking sick, dude." Yeah. <laughs> the I will just get back to the merch thing. There's one uh there's a comedian who who was uh one of my mentors in Atlanta when I first started a guy named Drew Thomas, who's a very funny comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know um, Drew. And he used to have a catchphrase. I forget what it was. It was like, stick it in your eye or get in your eye. Some shit like that that yeah. you would put. And he sold hand towels because it was about like wiping something out of your eye. And he would do the Stardome once a year, which is like one of the biggest right. clubs capacity-wise in America. And it's in Alabama. And he would order like a 1,000 towels in Alabama colors and a 1,000 towels in Auburn colors. Oh. And after the show, he said it would literally be split two lines of like wow. Alabama and Auburn fans each wanting their color wow, towel dude. and he would just sell five thousand dollars worth oh of stick God, it in your eye dude. towels hell yeah yeah i wasn't exaggerating before i worked i worked the albany funny bone 
the week after Steve-O, this was like four or five years ago, and they literally said he did 60 grand in merch. Jesus in fucking In merch Christ. alone. But he has, he, I mean, he has a team. And those. Yeah. And the, the, when you go see a show like Steve-O, you want merch. He's got like yeah, right. two books, DVDs, right. fucking poster, e- e- everything. Like The only thing I don't like, there's one thing in merch I don't like, and then one thing I love. What I don't like is guys that charge for pictures. I think either take a picture or yeah, don't take a picture, but lame. don't fucking charge for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem with guys like I don't take pictures. Whatever, that's y- your yeah, business. But do not charge. But, but to charge, I think you're you're just being an asshole. But what I love is the guys that sell something just in no way connected to their act. Oh yeah, that <laughs> makes me yeah. laugh every time sure. when the guys just like, well, that was my act. After the show, I got these wallets. When you open them, fire comes out. Yeah. Have you ever seen those guys? Fuck yeah. Those Florida crew that sell fire wallets. And no. it's like, you didn't even have a joke about that. Nothing. Just, you just you know are what, selling a gimmick. You know what you should start selling out of spite? What? Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Junior. Yeah, yeah. I should just, I should make that hey, a joke Junior's and just barbecue sell barbecue sauce. sauce. He's, and I think You know what? Close your set talking about Jim Ross calling you Junior. <laughs> yeah. Then sell barbecue sauce. Yeah. And then you can kind of become the heel to his wrestling character. Oh, I was called, I've been called, oh, I was called Junior a different time. Uh, so there What's used going to be, on with people calling you Junior? This was, was weird. This was funny. Uh, <laughs> and this guy, I think, got fucking in trouble. But um, the dude under the bridge. Did you on ever a swing? do um, before Fox News? Jimmy was like super right wing. They were all always been right wing. But there used to be this. Oh, the Red Eye. Yeah, there used to be this panel show New York Comics would would do called Red Eye. That was like sort of an apolitical show. I mean, it was. I guess it was conservative, but like it was. Did you ever do that? No. So I did it a few times, and it was like I wouldn't have done it now, but it was back when Fox News was like a little bit more legitimate news. Yeah, yeah. I I, one time I like horrifically offended Meghan McCain with a (laughs) joke about uh, uh, there was this sex doll that came on the market and I made a joke about uh, Terry Schiavo that woman in a coma and Megan McCain did not care she for wasn't it. a fan but sure. uh, uh, this is an interesting thing about Fox because it's you know obviously this you know multi-billion dollar uh, uh, entity it's shitty like the studios are really nice everything else sucks like the hallways are just like they just store boxes and shit in the hallway the the green rooms suck like it's real cheap it's weird it's Mm. real cheap and i was i was getting uh my my makeup done before the show and all of a sudden this old guy just comes running in and it's fucking uh lou dobbs (laughs) you know lou dobbs like the money and he's like and he goes out of the chair, Junior, a blood <laughs> vessel burst in my forehead. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck yeah. I'm like, they don't have a dedicated Lou Dobbs fucking okay. makeup guy. I'm just gonna say that just like your boy Oliver is two for two on the stories, you're two for two on stories where you get called Junior. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. One is a wrestling barbecue sauce magnate, and the other one is Lou Dobbs literally busting a, a blood vessel in his forehead. <laughs> well, but I think you're never gonna get called Junior in like a Maybe, maybe like an old nice grand. It's either going to sure. be an old nice grandfather or an event. You yeah, know or, I mean? Lou like, or Lou Dobbs, or Lou Dobbs, or but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that that's going to do it for for shit brains uh, today, Noah. Thank you Thanks, uh, so much for coming on. Yeah, this, my pleasure. Uh, if if there's anything. Um, you want to plug this will come out we're kind of still figuring out the scheduling but this will be out at the latest by july 20th i would say if there's anything you want to plug great uh well i recently recorded my third album which will be coming out the beginning of august that's perfect so beginning of august you can look out for a new album coming from me called new fodder uh, and it'll be out, I believe, August sixth. Sweet. Fuck and uh, you want to? You want? Where can people find you? Find uh, where you're gonna be. Uh, Instagram is the only social media I'm still on. Yeah. Uh, next door. Yeah. Yeah. You can find <laughs> me on next door with a Scientology profile. Uh, no, I'm Noah G Comedy on Instagram. If you want to see a bunch of pictures of my one year old son. Sweet. Uh, yeah, man. I'm pretty heavily. Off. I'm like. Uh, I'm like accidentally on TikTok now because this this feature was like you got to get on, and yeah. then all of a sudden I got a million views and kept doing that, and I'm off like everything else. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to. I don't care, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jimmy S. Gage. Uh, 
uh, you got, uh, uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, let's, uh, follow me on Instagram, Insta Jimmy Graham, Jimmy with an I E and, uh, just got a bunch of local shit, local shows. So check out, um, uh, Jimmy runs some great shows and we don't know exactly when this will come out, but, uh, he brings in great guests to, uh, uh, the Winchester. Um, so, uh, look up, look up the, uh, website for the Winchester in Cleveland. You can find a lot of the shows, uh, uh, Jim brings in, you can follow me, uh, real Brendan air on TikTok or, uh, air bud on everything else, but I don't really use anything else. I tweet like once every two months and then never look at it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> solid show, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think we <laughs> killed you it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Hey, guys, it's Brendan. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Shit Brains. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button, you, you, you review it, you rate it, all of that stuff really helps the algorithm. Uh, throw us a follow at Shit Brains Show on Instagram and Twitter, Shit Brains Show uh, uh, on YouTube. You can email us your questions at shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. We even have, uh, for you hardcore fans, a Facebook group where you can go and you can chat and meet up with other fans. That's uh, Shit Brains Show on on Facebook. So, um, and then of course, if if you really like it and you want some bonus content, we're coming out with a a bonus episode every single week, plus a lot of other bonus content. You're going to want to get on there and check it out. Go to patreon.com slash shit brains show. Later, shit brains.